That Friday music has hit. It's uh, 2.03 in podcast time. Welcome to today's episode. It's Friday, January 22nd. It's Eric Chase and the Fam. Today, the uh, the Fam might get a little bigger, but at the moment, it's just uh, Bethany and I. Hi! Whoop, whoop. Or as as Philip would say, and especially after your, your whipping tongue last week, Beth Nasty! <laughs> Whatever. You uh you, you did spend a large portion of last week yelling at me for things I, I do or not. don't do. Don't pull you. hey, you know what? Let me wave this in your face. I had somebody come over the other day and uh they looked at my bathroom and I was like, I want this tub gone and I could hear you yelling at me, but it's gonna go. You know what? You do you. I am gonna do me. You're a grown ass man, you can do what you want. What, what what did you say? If a girl ever came over, she might want to be in the bathtub. I did not say if a girl came over. I said if you end up with a lady suitor in a long-term committed relationship, she may want to take baths. All right. Well, whatever. I have a I have a very large sink. We can put her in there. Okay. Um so there, there's a couple of things I want to get to today, if we could. Uh, I'm glad that uh, that Mr. Urbanski's feeling better, um, especially. Has he given any thought? Like tax season's coming up. Is he going to try to get back to work? Yeah, I don't know how that's going to go. Um, we'll 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 see what happens. Okay, because I mean, his. Busy- I I know that he is like chomping at the bit to get back to work, but he has to have the endurance to be able to handle it. So we'll see. Sure. And so for those that don't know, and you probably don't, uh, Bethany's dad is an accountant. And um, is he really swamped as you might expect during tax season? And you just like, don't see him for all of March and maybe April. Oh yeah. I mean, he works seven days a week. So like from, you know, January to May, really, I barely see him. Okay. But, and uh, I know I had asked you before la- last week or before, like how much this was going to cost. And it's it's not right to talk about people's finances when it comes to the COVID stuff because there's loss of life and a lot of other things. But your dad was obviously not working for a long time, and now he's coming into uh, into money making season. But the Urbanski the Urbanski family's got plenty of cash to tap into. Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, thankfully he is a partner in the business, so he technically owns half of it um but so i mean they're fine but yeah i have no idea what this bill is gonna be it's wild i mean i I, it would be nice the craziest part is like they're both my parents are like you know retirement age i don't see either of them retiring maybe my mom to become maddie's babysitter (laughs) but like my dad you know has always joked that you know they're going to find him on at his desk dead laid out. So like, I, I don't see them retiring, but like, this is going to completely ruin that. You know, it just sucks. Um, cause it would force him into retirement. No, I think it like anything they have for retirement is going to have to pay these medical bills. Well, let's hope it's a lot less than, it's great that you're planning for the worst or they're planning for the worst. And, and I know that most of the little things like, 
Um, the COVID tests are free and the, the, the vaccine is free. And I think probably the cost of the antibody test is certainly a lot less than what it was just months ago. So hopefully there is some, some grace from um, healthcare providers. But I, I don't know. We don't know. So I'll hope for the best. We'll see. I'm hoping Grandpa Joe can help us out. Who's Grandpa Joe? Joe Biden. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, I'm just the, calling him Grandpa Joe. Because he's that old? Uh, not necessarily. I just feel like he's that like warm-hearted Grandpa Joe. You do like seeing the dog pictures, right? I do. Yeah, he's got... Is it a, it's a German Shepherd Rescue, right? I think they're both shepherds. One is definitely a German Shepherd. Yeah, they're pretty dogs. Um, I a German Shepherd was the first dog we had in my family, and before before I'm dead, which who knows when that could be? That could be in a couple of weeks. Um, I would like to have another German Shepherd dog. My dad had a German Shepherd growing up too. They're, His name was Peppers. Peppers, the German Shepherd. Yep, he was cool. Um, I want to play something, and uh, and then then we get so. The Bernie meme is everywhere, and I, I, I don't need it to die, and, and we'll come to that. But if there's one thing that can slow it down, um, i got to feed you back into yourself here for one second so I can play this. But uh, this is Charles Schumer on the floor of the Senate. Let me play this. Make no mistake. There will be a trial, and when that trial ends, senators will have to decide if they believe Donald John, Donald John Trump incited the erection insurrection against the united states you need me to play that again that's fantastic let me play that one more time um a trial and when that trial ends senators will have to decide if they believe donald john donald john trump incited the erection insurrection Ah. <laughs> Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm not real talky today anyway, but that, that did make, make me smile. Um, but I, I, I see a couple of people of like, enough of the Bernie memes. And I'm like, no, like keep bringing them on. And, and I, I'm going to call this now. I think it's, it could go down as the greatest meme of all time. Now we're in the, we're in the middle of it right now, but everybody can get in on this meme because of just the way he's seated and what's going on. It's so flexible. It's so adaptable. You can put it in nerd stuff. You can put it in family pictures. Like it's perfect for everything and anybody. And I, I mean, I, I haven't seen anybody get bent out of about politics. Like nobody's told me to take it down off certain Facebook pages yet. I love it. And I want more of them. It's, it's so great. And it goes with everything. Yeah. Like, people have put it in everything somebody one of the teachers posted like they put bernie in front of the school it was just it's so great yeah yeah you can just put it anywhere and it's it's so delightful it's it's the meme that will always give and i'm not tired usually i get tired of internet stuff pretty quickly but i'm all for this thing going and going and going and going so let it have let it have lots of life like the other day um tuesday Tuesday was inauguration. No, Wednesday was inauguration day. It was yeah. a historic day for the obvious. Maybe the not so obvious or however you're interpreting what I'm saying. It was a historic day because we might have gotten the greatest meme of all time. It's it's a great way to like come into 2021. Yeah. Do you have a, a favorite version of the Bernie meme? <sighs> I don't even know. What? Um... There was one, I mean, for like selfish personal reasons, somebody 
um, photoshopped him into like a board meeting and was like, this could have been handled in an email type situation. Yep, yep, yep. So good. So um, good. A couple of ones that I've seen today that I really like. Uh, a couple of nerdy ones. The Starship Enterprise is like, it's been hit and people are like being thrown all over and somebody tipped Bernie over in the chair in the picture. Um, somebody put him <laughs> in the Emperor from Star Wars, his big chair from uh, Return of the Jedi. And my favorite one that I've seen a bunch today is the uh, Damn from Friday with Smokey. Oh. Oh yeah, and That's it's, a good one too. they replaced Ice Cube with Bernie, and they're both lean to the side. There's just so many. Yeah, it's endless. Um, so with this, I, I've seen some people talk about this, and 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 I think the reason it took off at first was because oh wow, he's wearing the same coat from when he did the PSA of I am I would like to have your money, and then obviously the meme uh, went that much further, but he's wearing mittens. But they're like Good Morning America had the the lady that makes them. It's like recycled, recycled wool or recycled yarn or something like that, and she makes these mittens. And like, it's just he's Bernie. Like, let him live his life. Well, I'm not wear g- his LL Bean coat. It's it's I, so great. I'm not getting on him at all because again, I I love this thing. Um, and it was cold. It, exactly, exactly. If That's what I wanted to say when this was taking off because I thought people were making fun of him. And I'm like, you don't want to be out of this. I don't want to be out of this inauguration on like a 30-something degree day where it's probably windy. There's open spaces. It's cold. He's trying to stay warm. So I'm not making fun of him. I'm simply bringing up for the very uh, fluffy, vapid uh, discussion of mittens versus gloves because I've, I've never been a mittens person. Even, even as a kid. <laughs> Even as a kid, when they were attached to my winter coat and they dangled, but and I don't know how people with how much we have our phones in our hands and how they make gloves so that you can wear gloves and still be on your phone. I just I wanted to get the, the vibe on how people are feeling with if they wear mittens. I go back and forth because I have very tiny, tiny hands, and so I usually have to buy kid gloves. Yeah, and. I try, I usually don't wear gloves, period, unless it's like sub-zero. And I like gloves because I like having my phalanges accessible. But I like mittens because I don't have to worry about the finger holes being too long or too wide. Right, okay. And I can, I like, um, who who sold that? Maybe like the shed. They have... Um, like the weed like the, place? Yeah. But they have these really great knitted mittens. And I think I think it was them. But they have mittens that you can like fold back the, yes. the finger part. I have. And I, then have your fingers. That, I love those. Yeah, me too. I was just going to bring those up a couple of years ago for one of our trunk or treats. We were all fucking freezing. So Megan ran into uh, uh, the Andersons and bought us all those gloves. Yeah, where it's like half glove. Like like a half seat glove, and then yeah. the top mitten part folds over. And I I have those and love those. Yeah, I love those. 
because it's like the best of both worlds. Yeah, for sure. Um, but otherwise, like I don't really do mittens uh, because I, I want access to my fingers. And the gloves that I do have are just, they're gloves. My fingers fit in them. Um, they were like si- the $7 H&M kind. I bought a pair mm-hmm. in black. I bought a pair in gray because those are the color winter coats I have. And uh, they've they've been great ever since. But yeah, I forgot about your your tiny little appendages. Yeah, it it sucks trying to find gloves to fit my hands. Is uh, is clothes shopping difficult for you as an adult female? It's not necessarily difficult. I just I can't do or I try not to do a lot of shopping online just because I get it and it rarely ever fits. Like to- the top half is usually fine. Right. The bottom half I have to find like petites. Or like the leggings that are like seven, eight leggings where on normal people, they come to their calf, but on me, it's like full length. <laughs> um, I, th- they're, here he is. Here's Philly T. What's Hi. Up? Philly T. <laughs> Sorry. Was no, mowing down on some pizza. No, it's okay. Oh, how, how was it? Where'd you get it from? Uh, a place called Voodoo Rays. It was actually all right. And then we have Wingstop here. So I got wings as well. Oh. Yeah, exactly. There's a, um, I saw something the other day. It was a COVID thing. Oh, and I'm getting a little echo. So if you can do your, whatever you usually do, I'd appreciate it. Uh, is it still doing it? Hello? Do I hear myself? No, that's good. Okay. I saw something the other day and it was like, it's like what you've brought up regularly. Somebody had, had COVID and they didn't have taste or smell, and they mentioned that it's like it's like eating in London because there's no, the taste is bland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean basically that's why like tonight we had kind of like a junk food type night, so it was actually good pizza. That's it's like regular American pizza, and then they had baked mac and cheese with bacon, um, and then I was like, well, I want wings, and wings stop obviously, so I got completely lost in my dinner. Philip, you're a little loud on this end so if you could pull that back a little bit that would be great oh i don't know how to do actually it's just my headphones uh i don't know pull the uh pull the mic farther away from your mouth maybe is that better uh, a little bit yeah no you, yeah you're good hello philip hear me yeah we can hear you it's cutting out a little bit but philip yeah <laughs> okay bethany are you still there yeah, speaking of uh, Bernie, I just saw the, it's more than a meme, but it's him and Ghost with the pottery wheel. <laughs> They're incredible. Wow, mittens on. Phil, we were talking about the Bernie oh meme God. that I never want to end. Uh, it's amazing. I just got it's sit so one good. about the uh, the Last Supper. Yes, I thought <laughs> yeah, that too. I, that's a good one. I couldn't even find him. I was like, why is somebody sending this to me? And I was like, oh, Bernie. Yeah, I. I oh, there's one of him and Up. This, this, <laughs> it's almost uh, it's almost like a Where's Waldo thing with some of them, Phil. Because you're right. Because I didn't see him in the in the Last Supper one. Similarly, how someone sent me the car of Wayne's World, Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm like, why did mm-hmm. you send me this? And then they had to like they they cropped they showed, they did the crop so I could only see Bernie. I was like, ah, so yeah, it's hard to find him in some of them. There was like one from The Devil Wears Prada where Anne Hathaway's character is walking in and has like the mittens on. And they're like, yeah, I'm wearing the Bernies. It was so great. Bethany Bethany and I were just talking about whether we prefer mittens or gloves. Where do you fall on that? So like I am a mitten person only if I don't have to do things. Like when I used to smoke cigarettes, couldn't be a mitten person even though I wanted them. 
But uh, yeah, like if I have to use my phalanges, my fingers, I have to have gloves. That's wild. Bethany said phalanges. Who says that? <laughs> uh, cool people. Phalanges. That's what Duh. they are. Yeah. Fingers, digits, all that stuff. Um, there is a uh, a place that's coming to Fostoria and. Philip, maybe you've seen something like this over there. A place coming to Fostoria. It's called One Bowl, and it's going to be a cereal bar. I've seen these in bigger cities in the last, you know, five to ten years. I think some of them were were actual shops, but some were also pop-up concepts. And and I think they were mostly buffets. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think buffets are not happening anymore, and it looks like... Thank God. Um, somebody, this is a story on 13ABC. <laughs> somebody dug in and, and did some research, and it looks like they're going to offer parfaits and some other things because I don't know if a just cereal um, is going to have a, a long shelf life. But Are you offer, kidding? Yeah. How about this? Do you remember how many times we had conversations about having like a restaurant that serves you cereal? It's but a great it, idea. It is. You know how many times growing up I had cereal for dinner and still do? Okay. Listen, <laughs> it's like I'm pissed actually because I can't get the cereal here that we have in America. I have to go to an American candy store to get Cinnamon Toast Trunch here in the UK. What? Yeah, exactly. Is that your favorite no. cereal? I mean, it was one of my favorites, like Corn Pops. Like, gotta have my pops. Gotta go there for that. Even Frosted Flakes, you gotta go to an American candy store, which they are advertised as American candy stores to get these cereals. That's because they're loaded with sugar. Right, yeah. Um, Okay, I mean, I'm curious to see if if this can last. Uh, Somebody told me that there was one of these she knew of, like, outside of Denver, but it it closed up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I thought these were pop-ups and then some some actual standalone stores. But I always liked the idea just to to be a kid and to walk in and see, um, like, a platform of just, like, you would at a buffet. And instead of whatever the buffet items are, it's all different kinds of cereal. And then mixing the cereals together and then maybe different Mm -hmm. kinds of milk. So... I'm fascinated by it, and I hope it works out. And uh, I tell you what, I tell you what, too, though, it's like Toledo is the place, if anywhere, to get this going and to figure out. Philip, Philip, you're uh, you were cutting it out there. What you, Toledo's the place. What? Oh, Toledo is the place, if anywhere, to like do this and figure out how to do it correctly because, like, it's a, it's like it's a best test market for food like this. Sure, but Bethany? it's not Toledo. It's in Fostoria. Yeah. It's so random. Um, it is random, actually. <laughs> and Bethany, you're a little distant from us now, so sorry for those listening. Sorry that we don't have uh, great audio here today, but yeah, I hope it works out. Um, and Fostoria is not on the way to anywhere, right? Because it, it, if it was, and how, how close is it to the Turnpike? Because it could be like a, a destination kind of spot. Like when you're on your way to somewhere, you pop in there and you do your Instagram thing and you get your Frosted Flakes mixed with cinnamon crunch and count chocula and you leave i mean like from toledo to columbus it's on the way but it's it's like it's a one exit maybe like the blink of an eye and they would have to be near the exit for me to even consider right. stopping my ride to get to get that because if, if it is just cereal not much else it, yeah. if it was a breakfast place with a cereal bar it i might have I might make a bigger bet that it'll stick around, but if it's cereal and then they, the other stuff isn't so great. So I hope it works out, though. I mean, it, it, it is a local business, and I've been waiting for something like this. In fact, uh, Philip, do you do you remember Danny Woodcock? Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, he a uh, friend of Dennis's, like 
five years ago or three years mm-hmm. ago when you know uh the remember dennis's group the downtown 419 people they would throw parties yeah, yeah. and stuff uh-huh. i suggested to them that they should do like we were sitting in maddie and bell i'm like you could do a pop-up cereal bar right here so but i hope it lasts bethany you still there what is going on today hello it's my bad vibes hi you're there um, do, you, do you, Bethany, do you have favorite cereals? Oh, gosh. Um, I would say Honey Bunches of Oats is high on the list. Okay. Are you 90? Um, shut up! <laughs> I, I am 90 because I also enjoy a good frosted shredded wheat bite. You oh, you, get, you gotta get your fiber in, yeah? yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? That, I like cereals that are good dry, too. Ew. And, like, I will open a box of Frosted Mini Wheats and just eat them. Like, I think no. they're good. No. It's, isn't that the cereal also that, like, doesn't it shred at the top of your mouth? Like, what is it? Captain Crunch no. does that. No, Captan Crunch oh. will jack your mouth up and even yeah. uh, peanut butter Captain Crunch will. Oh! Do. Ew. I never understood jack peanut butter Captain Crunch. Um, I was always, I like I've always been a fan of peanut butter things. My mom stopped buying me the uh the american candy store ones philip like lucky charms because she, yeah. she knew that i would i would pour it in a bowl and bethany like you at least for like the, the marshmallow driven ones i would pick out all the marshmallows then dump the rest of the cereal <laughs> in the trash and my mom's like i'm not gonna buy it for you anymore but no um, when you eat that you have to have every bite has to have the proper ratio of marshmallow to cereal my brother loved, what is it, Count Chocula? Yeah. Or was it Co- Cocoa Puffs or something? Cocoa Puffs are good. Cocoa Puffs are great. Because it turned your milk into chocolate milk, yes. and he loved every second of it. The Cocoa one, Krispies are good, too. The one for that that I liked the best was when they debuted, like, a Reese's, Reese's cereal. And yeah, yeah Reese's Puffs. It turned, yeah. It, into, uh, it turned it into chocolate milk. Uh, let me do my, my, my version of Bethany's shredded wheat, which is absolutely... <laughs> Like Wilford Brimley, you're one step away from like needing uh, your 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 additives so you can poop correctly. Um, <laughs> I liked Crispix, and I still do. What's that? It's not that bad. What's Crispix? Like, it's it was like a geometric shape, and it was like it was made out of different kinds of corn. Oh, I don't know what Crispix is. That's yeah. new. It's like kind of like checks ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like very corn driven, but not like corn pops. It was corn weedy taste. Uh, it was good. I liked it. I don't even know if they make it anymore, but I like it. The cereals that I go to now, if I ever get like a wild hair to do cereal, and I was for a while because I had bought some almond milk for a recipe, and then I'm like, oh, I have, I have extra, I have left over. So I bought some cereal, and I like the, uh, the Kashi peanut butter, and then there's a what? Kashi um, raisin thing, fruit raisin thing that I, I liked <clears> a lot. I feel like at our age now, having things like Kashi, having things like um, shredded wheat, like it's appropriate now at our age to have these things. Not shredded wheat. I mean, like it's fine. Uh-huh. Like you, you need it sometimes. Like, you know, like we're having kids, like spicy food doesn't really agree with us too much anymore. But like at the age of like 11 and below, if you're eating frosted shredded wheat, like you probably also do nothing but get straight A's and you don't do well in phys ed. Like, I feel like Cinnamon Life is a highly underrated. Cinnamon Life. <laughs> fucking Life Cereal. Is Life no. Cereal the one with the kid where give it to Mikey? He likes yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. He likes it. He really likes it. Yeah. Oh, um, my God. Any, any other <clears throat> cereals anybody wants to throw out there for discussion? 
I mean, not for discussion, but I always thought, um, what was it? Wheat? Wheaties. Wheaties. The Wheaties. ones with the sports Man. was overrated. Agree. Too, too yeah. plain and bland. I yeah. didn't like bland. Whenever my mom would buy Cheerios, <laughs> which was like the kid's cereal or the most mm-hmm. popular cereal when we were growing yeah. up, I, dis- I, I didn't like them. And I never dressed up my cereal like some people did and do, but mm-hmm. I was a big fan of Honey Nut Cheerios. Honey Nut Cheerios are good. You know, Cheerios are the greatest thing for kids. Keep this in mind, Bethany. I think that most of our generation will be fully aware that when your kid starts eating solid food, the best thing to give them is just like a handful of like honey note or just Cheerios and put it on their little tray table and they devour it and they eat it and it's okay for them to do it and they can't really choke on it because the second it gets wet, it gets soggy. So, okay, I have a fantastic Cheerios. Bethany, I, I need more volume out of you if you can. Uh-huh, okay. Um. <laughs> I have a fantastic Cheerio story. So when my brother was little, um, this is back when we used to go to church, and he, he of course, liked Cheerios, right? And we had, like, this container that was a Cheerio that held Cheerios, and we took it to church. And this one day, we're in the, you know, we always show up late, so we're in, like, the last pew, and it's, like, right before communion and they you know ding-a-ling, they ring the bell raise us up to the lord and it's like a call and response or something and of course it's like the moment where it just goes silent and everyone's supposed to be quiet and all you hear is <laughs> and my brother dumped <laughs> an iron container of cheerios in church and it just echoes that is amazing so embarrassing. That is amazing. Oh, uh, Rice Krispies was another <clears throat> classic, right? Yeah. I mean, there were so many classics. There was like, my brother also liked chocolate chip cookies. So there was like the battle of the cookie cereal. I cookie think it was like crisp. Cookie Crisp was one and then Chips Ahoy was the other one. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that there's kids now, kids <clears throat> ears or whatever, however old or whatever you call like a 10 or 12 year old who, uh, all, all they know about Rice Krispies that they're, they're treats, and the kid would go, wait a second, they made cereal out of these things? <laughs> Do you remember learning how to make Rice Krispie treats from Rice Krispie cereal? Kind of, yeah. Like, it, you just, like, got, you made some, some marshmallows and just stuffed all the Rice Krispies in there? Basically, it was just, like, like melted marshmallows, sugar, yep. more sugar, and, like, Rice Krispie treats. It was crazy. Right. Um... Philip, how were uh, what was life like over there this week? Knowing that they we booted that asshole out of the uh, White House. You know, I don't know how it was for everybody else. Well, I kind of do know how it was for everybody else, but for me specifically, it was such a sigh of relief in so many different ways. Like I told my friend today, I went on a walk with. I'm really happy that the city has been shut down because I don't think I could really deal with this past few months and like getting questions about how I feel about what's going on in America and blah, 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 blah. So I think it was for me a huge sigh of relief. Um, People here have said things like they, they now don't tread waking up in the morning and trying to catch the news because, you know, there's always something about what Donald Trump had done or hadn't done in the news in the morning. It usually or, was pretty, pretty depressing. Or said on Twitter right. that got our attention. Yeah, we can go back right. to not caring about presidential press conferences. Yeah, and I mean, for the most part, people here have just looked at me that I've talked to and they said, like, I know it has to feel better, like not even being home, but like being an American and realizing that you don't have to 
deal with somebody like you don't have to listen to this rhetoric of this person day in and day out so it's kind of a sigh of relief here but i mean as you also understand joe biden doesn't really care too much for the uk and for boris johnson and the things that they're doing over here he likes the eu which now the uk is not a part of so that's like something to happen in the future probably not too well but why doesn't he like we'll boris see. johnson is, is boris johnson kind of like cut from donald trump's uh faux populism yeah, they were like distant cousins that probably had sex once or twice. Like, it's it's a really weird situation, the way that they got along. It wasn't as bad and, like, out there as it was with, you know, uh, North Korea or Russia. But he had, like, a tie with Boris Johnson and an understanding, an eye-to-eye. And they made some of the same poor choices, and they backed each other in things that they said. Um, but it's just, in general, like, some of the decisions that the, the right party the Tories have made here uh Joe Biden doesn't care for it too much and he's very vocal about it and Boris Johnson is vice versa vocal about how Joe Biden feels about stuff so he likes the EU but he doesn't like the UK and now that we're not a part of EU here in the UK it's like going to be a weird relationship but we'll see how it goes uh yeah well thank you yeah good to know (laughs) um Bethany I need your your insight here so I have a uh, I have a friend that she's in the uh her kids are in the uh, Bowling Green School District, and I guess Bowling Green is just, they're finally slowly getting back. Like, they've hesitated. And I know some of the outlying, the, in the rural areas, those kids, if they, they, they might not have done more than, like, hybrid. Like, some of them stayed in school, and I get it, because there's not as many kids there. Everybody's so spread out. And granted, the rural, the rural areas had COVID problems like everybody else, but you're not smashed together like here in the city. So it's a little bit easier to, to do hybrid and, and keep the kids in school. But BG, I guess, is not back or is taking their, their time. So I was talking to her, and I thought, I suggested that this is the time with all the, all the upheaval with school. They're in, they're out, they're doing virtual. My kids are go, went from A's and B's to C's and D's and all this stuff. And this is very unlikely to happen, but it would be nice to take everything that's happened and completely reevaluate uh, the American education system. Um, and I know that sounds like a big statement, but my only two suggestions, <clears throat> at least part of that, um, would be, one, it's probably time where, and I, I've seen enough stories and, and research, and Bethany, maybe you have as well, where let kids, like, let's start school later. Because it, I, I've seen too many stories that said <clears throat> kids would be more productive if school started like an hour later and let them get their sleep. Um, I think that would be pretty easy to pull off. The other thing that I would suggest to reevaluate how we do the American education system is maybe they don't need to be in school as long. I don't know how, how long the school day is. I think we did like six, maybe seven hours. And it's not great that as a society we have um, a shorter attention span, but, but kids so much so. But maybe if, if like what they do now, let's concentrate, you know, four to five hours max of learning um, and, and they'll be better for it. They can spend some of that other time in extracurricular activities or things that they just want to pick up because, you know, you see more and more people going, they need to learn a little bit less of this and more how to do their taxes or, or whatever like that. But I'm, I'm all up for pushing that we need to have a big discussion about just the American education system. Bethany, you being in a school, what are your thoughts? Oh, do we have time? <laughs> um, do we have time? Just give yeah. me your, like your top three. Of, like this, this should change, and and now is the opportunity to make these changes. We needed a complete redo 
evaluation of the education system before this pandemic ever hit. Sure. That, that's been needed to be done for a long time. Um, I think that you're right. There are kids that need to be in person. They need the discipline. They need the schedule to keep them on track. There are also kids that could be completely fine being online, almost college style, you know, in, in high school and what have you and be cool. Um, I, the, the hard thing for the time difference, I mean, yes, it should, you know, especially for high school students, they need more sleep. It would be awesome if it started later, but then you deal with parents that need to go to work, you know, where, where. Bethany. Boy, we are just not having a good connection today. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. You're too loud. Um, she has apparently vanished again. Bethany going once. Philip, your thoughts? She, she'll be back in a second. I mean, like, she's completely right in a sense to where, like, it's, it'll be difficult when you, if you do, push school back for it to be coordinated with parents getting to work and their kids getting to school and having that. But I mean, at, at the same time, like, I think we have learned as a world that the work schedules aren't working out very well for people either because we have huge cities that have transit issues. So Bethany's completely right. It just needs to all be reevaluated. And Bethany, I'll let you jump back in now that you're back in one second. Um, when, uh, when, like, you couldn't leave young kids at home if school were to start later for them to get the extra sleep. But the work life has changed now as well. A lot of those parents who might not have, who might have had to, like, have a different schedule so that their kids would go to school at 9 rather than 7, a lot of those parents are on different schedules and they're staying home now. But that's mm-hmm. why I think this is the perfect opportunity. And I don't think... I think you knew what I meant because, Bethany, you didn't go in this direction. This wasn't to, like, rip up Common Core or get rid of the teach the the test mentality, which is a problem. This is more like uh, the the infrastructure of of making the school day better. Yeah, so can you hear me now? Yeah. Uh Okay, great. Um, I, I really just think, and this is, of course, me personally, but from my background I think public schools are fantastic I think they need to work for their students Um, but I also feel like the more choices that you have for students whether it be a different learning style um, a situation where they are all online maybe you know obviously like our school where the kids get an arts-based education really works for some kids um, vocational things, Penta. Like, I, I think the more options we have for kids um, and the more that they feel that they can be successful in school, the better. But not only that, I mean, we just, we got to look at, are we teaching to test? Are we, you know, what are what are the things that kids need to graduate with, including the personal finance component? Um you know, basic thing like shop class that we used to have, all these things that, you know, the, the programs that we cut the quickest are usually the things that mean the most to kids right. and are probably the most beneficial. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, the education system completely needs an overhaul and hopefully 
you know, we, we can get to that point soon. And now um, is the now is the time to do that. And you, you did get yeah. into the teaching the test thing. And I know that that's because it's it's about funding from states and governments and these things don't run without that stuff. But there's got to be a middle ground where we can get back to, you know, kind of how we're, we grew up or we had tests a couple of times per year. But you yeah. didn't have teachers teaching just the test right. um, yeah. and, and under that that stress and scrutiny and the students as well and uh we were actually running a commercial last night for a place i've always forget about and and it's a great place because when we talk about the options that kids have usually it's it's penta and penta is incredible and bethany obviously you with tsa but i forgot about um the toledo technology academy where it's like hey you want to learn about avionics or coding toledo technology academy so Mm -hmm. yeah that is a benefit the kids have now that we didn't necessarily have because we made fun of those kids that went off to those schools and that was wrong and dumb and naive of us. But I'm glad those kids have those opportunities. But now is the time with what kids, with what we're all enduring, to maybe make some some groundbreaking changes. And, and Bethany, I think what you were alluding to is maybe finding a way to make school school more customizable or personalized for students, so they we can maximize what they're getting. Yeah, and not only that, but I mean, you know, look look at the millions of parents that have now had to become teachers, and I hope that we are becoming aware of how hard it is to be a teacher and we start to look at making sure that our teachers are compensated fairly. I know that just as a whole, I don't think teachers make enough. Um, and yeah. I, I, <laughs> I know you agree with So me. cute. But I just, I think that's important too, that we take care of our teachers because they, they really are, I mean, they are around your children probably more than you are during the day. Right. Not counting the sleep time. And I mean, they're, they have children's whole upbringing in their hands. I mean, these, these teachers are so important. And I think that the, the more that we can take care of them and make them feel that they are appreciated and taken care of, I think we'll see better quality teachers. I think we'll see people, become teachers that maybe wouldn't have thought about it because they wanted to make a better life for themselves and knew that if they became a teacher, they probably would barely be able to survive. Um, Especially with minority teachers, like that's a huge thing. We're always wanting to increase our, our, you know, diversity in, in teaching staff, but they're just not out there. You know, like if you look at the ratio and how many African-Americans go into teaching, it's not that many. And I, you know, I hope that we can fix that, too, because the more diversity we have in in teachers, the better we are. Because then kids of all, you know, every student sees somebody like them in the classroom. And I think they have a, you know, they have more appreciation for those people. Um, You're able to connect with that person. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's just there's so much. Philip. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I, no, I'm listening, and I, I think to myself, like, you guys are both completely right. I understand that, like, what the world is going through, it gives us such a great opportunity. Like, I take all this as opportunities, not wins or losses at this yep. point in my life. But it gives us such a great opportunity to stop and reevaluate how we do things on a day to day basis. Because now is a time to like be able to reevaluate and amend those situations like with school with work with work life quality things of that nature but also like back to the 
the school thing in America with public schools, you know, we spent the past four plus years with a secretary of education who gave zero fucks about the public school by any means. Like she was ready to take money from the public schools to give to private schools for what reason nobody really understands. Ooh, but like don't in get that, started on her. Right. But in that sentiment, it's just like we again, we just have an opportunity now to do so much better and to look out so much better for our kids. And I I mean, when we were younger, I would have loved to go to school at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, instead of so early in the morning, because guess what I didn't want to do? Be talked to by anybody older than the age of 15 at 10 o'clock in the morning about what I need to be doing with my life. So yeah, Everything, as you said, Philip, everything is in flux right now. So, And this has been a challenging time for a lot of people, and it, it has devastated a lot of people. But some other people have used this as an opportunity, and it, it's, it's very much a cliche. Uh, within every you know problem uh, or downside, there is an opportunity to grow or change things, and, and mm-hmm. that opportunity is now when it comes to, to school, and that's why I wanted to throw this up for discussion, and there's really no bad suggestion um, that's come out of what we've discussed so far, and I don't know what teachers make. I know that they have to keep dipping into their own money. Um, I think some are paid, at least in suburbs, pretty well. Some in public mm-hmm. schools, probably not so much. Um, if you said, Eric, you like, just like we we want to raise the minimum wage. Like if you said, Eric, we gotta we're gonna bump every teacher up like five percent. I probably wouldn't disagree very much. I yeah. just don't know where that money comes from because yeah. if you follow what Bethany says and how she's vouching for they need to make more money, it come it's gonna come from the parents because it's it's gonna be tax money. And I think parents now are a lot more inclined when it comes to their school and these levies to maybe give a little bit of money because now, like Bethany said, they understand, like, it's hard. You only have your kids. I have 20 of people's kids that aren't yours. Like, come on. Yeah, not only that, but, you know, they have 20 kids with different learning styles and some are on IEPs and other kids, you know, have behavioral issues and you're trying to juggle juggle all that and now you're trying to do it on zoom with kids that have a three minute <laughs> attention span like right absolutely not it's yeah um it's in flux so now is the time to go why are we doing this should mm-hmm. we be doing this is there a mm-hmm. better way we can be doing this yeah a hundred percent like I, I just can't believe that enough that the people who are in the position to make those calls aren't thinking that like in Maybe this situation i are. mean but you would think that like it's not it's a very like basic idea that could do a whole lot in a little bit just by you mentioning it and putting that idea in other people's heads. So if you mentioned it, it would it would make a huge difference, at least. And maybe they are discussing it. It's very hard to upset the apple cart of of school that has pretty much been the same forever and ever. But again, we're dealing with a, a once a century kind kind of thing. And maybe you'll have yeah. some some smart people, some innovators, some people who live outside the box and go, "Why are we doing this?" I mean, I know the bumping back the hours of school has always been a thing, mm-hmm. um, and there's there's plenty of research there. Some of the other things maybe a little bit more challenging, but. You know, one thing at a time. But this is a, a time that we can all take and go, is this what I should be doing with my life? <laughs> in a all lot right. of ways. So, um. 
<laughs> you good? I, I'm, just, I'm not real talky today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're you just like you like switch gears, but you just like said um and then stop for a whole minute. I'm not like <laughs> when I'm not real talky. I'm not real planned out. I got other things mm-hmm. going through my head, so I apologize. Um, I'm like going through Instagram. I every like funny Bernie thing that I see, I may send you guys. Um, so excuse me for that. I'm sending I'm good you with one it. right now. Um, yeah. I, okay. I guess the last thing, Alex got a concerning email today, and I hope. Like, I hope she didn't get hacked or anything, but I kind of hope it's some kind of, it's it's a hack. It's, uh, I don't know, uh, what were those things, those chain letters? She got an email from Netflix saying her, her cost of her of her subscription is going up $2 a month to $18. I have not seen this anywhere because I would have talked about it, but has anybody else come across anything like that? So, like, would- here, here our subscription, it, it did go up, but, I mean, it's not that much. Bethany? Like, maybe check the email address that it came from right. and make sure it's not, like, a bunch of numbers and letters. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I would... I but think, I haven't heard anything. I think I would have seen something like this, and uh, it's it's gone up, and I, I explained to her, I mean, this is... I asked, haven't you ever sold drugs before? I mean, this, mm-hmm. is, this is what they do. They get you addicted, and then mm-hmm. they slowly bump the price up. And I just saw something the other day. You guys might have well. It's a lot of streamers, which is everybody now. Um, they're dealing with churn. We watch our shows. When they're over, we leave. I just did that with CBS All Access. There's not enough content on there for me to keep it. But yeah. Netflix and I think Hulu are different where they're more embedded into our lives. Like Netflix is what got people to cut the cord. And Hulu, like right behind that. But everybody else that's new to the game... Um, you know, a lot of people probably did HBO Max maybe for Wonder Woman. They're like, there's not much else on here. I'm out. But Netflix is another thing where they have to seriously and strongly consider keeping it or getting rid of it because they use it all the time. Now, it's probably yeah. a little easier for some people since they lost, like, Friends and, um, and The Office. But, you know, it's like cable where we would just flip it on on a Saturday afternoon and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. And And now, now that's what we do with Netflix. So they can charge us almost as they please. Yeah. You're not wrong, but that's a lot though. That's like, that's a, I know 18 bucks a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. I I think if I'm right, I I think I pay 13 now and I pulled a dollar off of it because I went into the subscription or membership and saw, I don't need that. Um, but if it goes up two dollars, so if it's if she's paying eighteen sixteen, so it's one eighth. It's like like ten or twelve percent. That's a big increase. Like even like I know so Disney Plus went up there too, right? Because it went up here. Uh yes, and but yeah. I, I'm on the grandfather plan. I paid for three years. Okay, it's good for you. Well done, because I should have done that. But like, we also <clears throat> like Disney went up here, and we're also getting like a new branch of Disney Plus called Star. Yeah. But I also know that like Netflix went up here, but it went from like six ninety nine to like seven ninety nine. I would like everybody, and I don't think anybody actually does this because they <clears throat> they just cancel the stuff of their show ends. But I would like people to tally up what they're paying. And Philip, you know, I used to say this all the time mm-hmm. back in the old show. Um, the internet, the cost to use the internet was going to go up because everybody was now using the internet for TV. So you cut your cord. Um, what are you now paying for what would have been that? You know, when you when you add up your internet bill, Hulu, uh, Disney Plus, Netflix, and whatever else. Like, it, is it close to what you were paying before? Now, granted, it forced these streamers to give us better quality products mm-hmm. um, than what they were just throwing on to, to their stuff before. 
uh, and competition makes competition allows the consumer to usually win. But I'm going to guess that um, whatever you cut your cord at, and how however much you were saving, if you were saving like if you whatever you pocketed, I, I bet some or a lot has been eaten into what you were pocketed because now you're just this streaming, this streaming, this streamer. I'm buying this. I'm paying for that movie. I'm renting that. I I remember like going. <clears throat> excuse me. I remember like going through. And getting upset at somebody. Who was it? Because they were playing for Netflix, Hulu, basic cable, and also something with like the the movie channels like Showtime and HBO. And they were spending like eighty dollars a month for just TV. I'm like, bro, there is no way in hell you're watching all this to spend eighty dollars a month when you are already broke. And that's why people complain about their minimum wage. <laughs> we did that the other day. <laughs> Um, Phil, what are you doing this weekend? Um, <laughs> I mean, waiting for lockdown to end. Hey, I just, I learned, um, I got off the phone with you guys last week and I learned that I had only left the house since before Christmas, like about four times in total to go out into the real world. So this past week I've like delegated myself to go out and to actually like walk around and do stuff. So this weekend, I suppose I'm just going to do the same, same old same, try to get outside, walk around, work out make food, watch movies. I saw a, a friend on Facebook, I saw her post, and her friends were complaining that they were they were not whining, like they, they were really hurting. They, they need to see, they said, they need to see people. I need to socialize again and all that stuff. And I, I have, during all of this, I've had some sympathy for those people because the world is made for extroverts. And yeah. like something flipped in my brain. And, I, and I, I didn't have sympathy for these people because they don't have sympathy for introverts when the world is normal. <laughs> You're not wrong. Bethany, plans this weekend besides leaving the tit out for the kid? <laughs> um, what am I doing? I'll probably be helping my mom get the their house ready for my dad's uh, excited return. And um, Yay. that's probably it. I just don't do anything. I don't go anywhere. How do you feel about that? <clears throat> Lay low. About not going anywhere? Yeah. Um, time at first. Now I prefer it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I like not having to go anywhere. Yeah. It's nice. And you even had an excuse to like put on weight during all of this. You're like, I'm, I'm building a kid. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've lost weight, so it's great. I'm just living my best life. How is Josh? He's good. He uh he took his um lead certification some kind of lead certification for the state of Ohio and he passed that on Wednesday, so that was exciting. Is that for like if he does contract work or something? <laughs> uh kind of. He did it like he works at Hascorp Environmental Services, so Okay, all right. Um he already tests asbestos. Got things. it. But this time he did a lead certification. So. Lick this wall. Let me know if your IQ drops. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> what is the uh, infamous Eric Chase up to this weekend? Yeah. The usual nothing. Although last <laughs> weekend. bathtub out. Right. <laughs> I, I, I do have to be honest, Bethany. I do really <clears throat> like the way my skin feels after I use the bath bombs. See? I mean, they're great. But. You would be missing out on that. Is it possible that it gave me some kind of like urinary tract infection? Mm. <laughs> what? She didn't even hesitate. Absolutely. How, shut up. <clears throat> How long did you sit in it? 
I don't know, but it's weird. Like just when I started using them, like my testicles started feeling weird. Well, you do have to be careful because people can have allergic reactions to it. So is that what um, could, is that what what it could be? Is it like it, it is could it, be? It very well could be. I, I mean, gonna, I oh go ahead. I feel like I got kicked in the nuts. Let's get clinical for a second. Is it like your urethra that feels strange, or is it just like your testicles that feel strange? My testicles. So you may oh, have like a reaction, like skin reaction to it. Got That's it. an STD. <laughs> I've, I've actually had had this feeling before. Um, I all it, it also <clears throat> could have been like a muscle pull or something, but it it was because I did a hard leg workout, and my doctor said yes, you can actually like pull stuff back there. But this was right at the time I started using the bath bombs. So. Hey. Hmm. Hmm. You guys baby puke in my hair for the first time. Yes. <laughs> it is literally news breaking. Baby puke uh, and Eric's testicle talk in the same minute here. This is awesome. This is quality podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the bath bomb does feel great and I might do it well. Maybe I shouldn't do one this weekend, but I have no plans. Although last weekend I, I didn't throw Sunday away. I was very productive and uh, I don't know, kind of looking forward to the football games on Friday. And, I thought oh, football yeah. was over. Sunday, on Sunday. No, there's a couple, three games left. Oh. And no, this I, decides who goes to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, and I saw another uh, one, a non-Bernie meme made it through. It said, um, what was it? COVID doesn't last that long. And oh, I pull it up. Hold on. I mean, this podcast has been bad enough as it is. Me, <laughs> me, me delaying it a little bit more is not going to piss anybody off. If you're here, you're here. Um, hold on. Oh, come on, asshole. <laughs> you're an asshole. Oh, my God. My God, where is it? I can't even find it. But basically, it's like COVID won't last that long, and then and then it says COVID's actually lasting that long, and it's a picture of Tom Brady. Like, <laughs> oh, it, it won't wah, be around wah. that long. So. Wah, wah. Yeah. Uh, sorry if there wasn't payoff there for me making you wait. <laughs> um, at four thirty today, um, the uh, Bethany, have you seen on Instagram uh, Bagel Box, the Bagel Box guy? No. <clears throat> Yeah, that sounds familiar, but I don't. I don't recall. Bagel Box Toledo. Um, I saw him when he first got going. I was like right in, in on that. And uh, now I finally got connected with him. He's coming by at four thirty to drop off some of his bagels. Oh, oh we talked about him not long ago. That's why it sounds familiar. What's that, Beth Nasty? What's that, what kind of bagels? Uh, he has like fourteen kinds, and I said, "Well, here's what I need you to do," because I got a dozen. I was like, "Pick your. I don't need a plane, so pick your." 12 most flavorful. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm excited. I think he's got like double chocolate chip and I am dying Ooh. to throw some peanut butter on that. A double chocolate chip bagel? Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. that just be like a chocolate piece of bread? Shut the fuck up, Philip. I'm just saying. No, ba- I'm excited to try his bagels because much like I have like East Coast pizza snobbery, it's the same thing with bagels. I mean, yeah, I mean, not to be like, you know, I guess racist, but like you are Jewish and you do like bagels because I don't know why, but that's a thing. So uh, every Jewish old lady does like bagels and locks on, on there we go. Things. It was yeah. disgusting. So, all right, whatever well, bagel box Toledo and, um, Bethany, get the puke out of your hair. Um, Working on it. And, uh, 
I'll talk to you guys soon. Keep sending me, keep sending Bernie memes. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.